feel like it's been such a long time since we last caught up. I know. What? It's been just a week ago? Yes. I'm so happy that we get the chance to do this again. And I thought today it might be good to go over something that I know you've been going through for quite some time. But I feel like I came into this in the middle of your journey without any knowledge of how it all started. I didn't want to probe because I wasn't sure whether you were ready to share the full story from the beginning, how it all started. I thought this may be a good opportunity to ask whether you're comfortable to share your health journey with us today. I have to think about that because I'm not sure if it's being comfortable sharing it or if it's a matter of maybe people don't want to hear it. Let me explain to you why I say that. When you're going through something, you do want to talk about it. But when I have shared this to some people, I have noticed that people would start to stare at me with a glassy eye and I would get the feeling that, okay, I just ask you how you're doing, but I was just expecting an answer of, hey, I'm great. And then end of conversation. Yeah. Maybe it's how I shared it, where I get into details with what I was going through. I was also trying to accept it. One good way for me to process it is to explain it to you. As I'm explaining it to you, I'm also processing it at the same time. Yeah. Then I realized, okay, it's better to just keep it to myself and just talk about it to the people who really do want to hear about it. But then it became a habit where I never talked about it and it became something that I just held really close to me until it became quite heavy to carry. Yeah. Let me start. In 2019, actually in October of 2019, I went overseas to run a, I say run a marathon, but you have to know I'm not really a runner. It's more of I'm bouncing around. I'm very slow. Oh, you're selling yourself short. You are a marathon <laughs> runner. I know you've ran marathons. Come on. Marathon jogger. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my intention was to sign up for a marathon once a year. I think that's a good goal because then... Four months of the year, I'm really, really training, watching what I eat, sleeping well, watching my diet. And then after that, it's almost like I have the whole year to celebrate and prepare for the next one, just mentally. So it became my routine that I'm going to sign up for a marathon, I'm going to train for it, and all the necessary things to do to get to the starting line, and then cross the finish line, and then rinse and repeat. Yeah. October 2019, I was overseas, and I actually did a marathon. And I was so excited, and I said, next year, I'm going to do another one. So I was prepared for it. Yeah. Which marathon was this? Which country was it in? In Europe. Europe, okay. Yeah, it's in Europe. And that was a big treat to myself too. Mm -hmm. I figure, okay, my birthday was coming up and that would have been my treat to myself. And I deserve that. I figure, oh, okay. I had plans to join another race for the next year abroad and quite excited about it. Usually the race signups don't start until spring of the next year. Come back here to the States. 2020 hit, had high hopes for the year. The year is going to be better. Yes. I'm going to learn new things. You know, it's going to be not the new me, but better, stronger me. We always get better every year. February of 2020, I went on vacation actually to attend a wedding in a tropical, beautiful tropical island. Wow. And this was soon after your first marathon overseas in Europe. 
So it was a few months. Europe Marathon was October 2019. Okay. I land in the tropical island and I experience something that seemed minor with my finger, with my pointer finger. It didn't get better the next day. I had to go to emergency in that very beautiful tropical island. The doctor in the emergency room decided to hold me, get me tested some more because they were very concerned about that finger, which seemed to me like a minor issue. But he told me that if I don't take care of it, I might lose my finger. Oh my goodness. Then I started to worry. It never occurred to me that I'd get sick because I never had to worry about my health. Not to say I was never sick, but it just wasn't a worry. And I can imagine soon after running a marathon, that was the least of your expectations to have health issues. Yeah, which is misleading, right? In retrospect, I'm thinking about it just because someone runs a marathon. Just because someone goes to the gym every day. Yeah. That doesn't mean there's nothing going on in their body. Yeah. It's not an indication of being healthy. There are things that we do that we know are definitely unhealthy. Yeah. Let's say, for instance, eat bacon every day, you know, that's unhealthy. I've been really mindful of what I eat, what I put inside me. Especially when you were training. Yes. And you said you were eating the right things. Yep. Then I started really thinking about my health. I never thought I could lose something. I could lose a body part, especially if you're on vacation on a beautiful island. So they didn't let me go. They did all these tests, very invasive tests, actually. And they finally released me the day before I was to fly back home. Wow. And how many days were you in hospital for? I was in the hospital for three days. Wow. They only released me because I needed to fly back home. If I wasn't flying back home yet, they would have held me because they didn't know what was wrong with me. Yeah. From one of the tests, the doctor got an idea of what it could be. So he ordered me to see my doctor here mm -hmm. and order some kind of autoimmune testing. So I get here, I do additional tests, and I was diagnosed with a very rare autoimmune disease. Wow. I finally got the official diagnosis March, I want to say March 9. Okay. I think it was, that was a Monday. Then COVID hit. And then that Friday, we were on lockdown. I was already told at work, stay home because the COVID virus is going around and we don't know what's going to happen. It's better for people to just stay home. And then the week after that, that's when we have the imposed quarantine. Correct. Oh my God. I've always been, I don't know if there's such a word. I call myself an extrovert introvert. I love being alone. I love doing activities that only consist me, very individualistic. I can sit in the mall and not have to talk to anybody and just watch people. I love going out to restaurants by myself. Yes. I love watching movies, going to the movies by myself. Yes, I get that. I do enjoy that. <laughs> you can see, you know me. Yes, I get that. I'm very much the same. However, if I tell people that they're kind of surprised because I'm not shy. People think when you're an introvert, you're shy. I'm not shy. I do the bare minimum to be not rude and be sociable, but I have a limit. After that, I have to go home. I need my time. And recharge. And recharge, be alone, sit, close my eyes, and just go through my day and slowly, 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 slowly end the day. Unwind. <laughs> Unwind slowly and end the day. And then tomorrow, it's a new day. Mm -hmm. However, COVID tested many people. I didn't realize I needed people. And that's what COVID taught me. 
Yeah. Being in quarantine, especially after my diagnosis, I needed to talk things through. I get a diagnosis and then all of a sudden you're isolated. Yeah. I was left to my own devices to deal with it, as opposed to being able to go out, maybe going to happy hour and someone will say, hey, how was your appointment? And then I can talk about it. And you talk about it little by little, letting someone know. And you're floating off the weight mm -hmm. instead of all this was in my heart and on my shoulder. And at the same time too, I was worried. I never took medicine. I don't like taking medicine because mm -hmm. when you're running and you're exercising a lot, you're putting a big toll on your body and your organs. Mm -hmm. When I take more medicine, which affects your organs, and if it's not necessary, then I'm adding things for my bodily organs to process. And if it's not necessary, I don't want for my body to have that extra weight to process. I have to think about that. And I have my worry. Yeah. A good thing about COVID was that we reconnected, right? You're in a different continent. Yes. I'm in a different continent. The rest of our friends are in a different continent. Yes. We reconnected, which was a blessing for me because reconnecting with your dearest friends is, I think, the best group of people you could connect to when you're going through something major. And it's not just about my health. But we all had big worries about this virus who we didn't know was going to affect our jobs. And we were all going through the same thing. Not to mention that this group of friends are friends that we practically grew up with and have known us at an early age, know who we are at the core of our being. Yes. We talk about this in the previous episodes, how we've been friends for 40 years and these same group of people who we were connecting with during COVID have been friends with us for 40 years as well. That's right. And you would think that would have been easier to talk about whatever I was going through. But I was embarrassed to talk about that or not embarrassed but I didn't feel it was important enough because our group of friends had to deal with COVID and had to deal with, it's not our story to tell, but within their family, they've experienced losses in their family. Yes. Whatever I was going through, I felt like it could go in the background. I wasn't in denial. I had to deal with it, process it, and take the medication that I needed for this medical condition I have. It's not something that I was talking about because I felt like there were more important things or more urgent things that were going on among our group of friends that made you feel like they have worse things to worry about than what I have to share. Yes. How did I explain it to my therapist? It's almost embarrassing to feel so worried about me when most people are dealing with heavier stuff. Not necessarily health. Well, health was a big thing because a lot of people got COVID and the first responders had to worry every day if they're getting sick, worrying about their kids, worrying about their money, worrying about all the ripple effect of the pandemic. Yes. So I just kept it aside, had to take medicine with this condition. I had to see a lot of doctors. And before I was the type that would go to the doctor once a year, just to go to my annual checkup, get blood tests. And usually I get a very clean bill of health and they tell me come back next year. And then all of a sudden every month I have to go see a specialist. I have to get blood tests, blood drawn. And when I say specialist, it's not just one or two. I have probably about six or seven specialists. Wow. That I have to see every year as part of this condition that I have. Wow. Yes. By the way, I have to mention that I don't feel sick. I'm not bedridden. I'm okay. 
physically. However, because I have that autoimmune condition, there could be a chance that when my immune system decides to make itself known, then it could act up anytime and I could have a flare up. That's why I need those specialists just to be on top of it. If you think about it, it's actually a blessing that I have this group of people that I see regularly. They're monitoring me to make sure I'm okay. I'm getting my blood drawn so they could test my markers to make sure nothing changes every month or every how many weeks they need it tested. And if there's a slight change that could be handled right away. Yes. They could take care of that. Those are actually good things, but it's a big change from not having to go to the doctor unless for my checkup every year yeah. and then being isolated and having all these worry about with COVID floating around, I can't see my parents, I can't see anybody. And did they know? Well, I didn't tell them and until now they don't know. Until now? Until now they don't know that I have the autoimmune condition. Wow, that must be a really heavy load you're carrying around. Yes. But I think I'll feel worse if I let them know because I know that my mom will worry about this every night and I don't want her yeah. carrying this load. Yeah. I need to mention that when I had my episode in that tropical island, they were also there. Oh, okay. To attend the wedding. They knew I was in the hospital. They were worried about that. Yeah. When I came home, I just told them that I went to the doctor, saw a specialist, and I'm fine. I didn't give them the update that, oh yeah, it's caused by this autoimmune disease. Oh, and just to add, this autoimmune disease is very rare. Wow. <laughs> I know they think I'm special, but I don't want them to, <laughs> to worry because, wow, she's that special. <laughs> yes. Do we have statistics for this autoimmune disease? Like how rare is it? When I was reading about it, it said it's about 50,000 diagnosed cases in the United States. Okay. Wow. That's very rare. Yeah. You are very special. Yeah, I'm very special. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I have to say is that I'm fine, but every now and again, I have aches and pains since I was diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm. In a way, it kind of vindicated me because when I was training for my last marathon, I ate better, I slept better, I trained better. But for some reason, I felt so off. I just didn't feel right. I was thinking maybe because I'm getting older. Getting that diagnosis kind of vindicated me because then I figured, okay, I did have a condition. That's why I felt differently. That's why my body didn't act the way it normally did. Yeah. My worry was that, oh my God, I won't be able to run. I won't be able to do my marathons. Mm -hmm. But I have this resolve that you see all these people who have all these major health conditions and they do it. Yes. So I said, okay, I'm going to do that. I started to get better, psychologically start to accept that. And I say that with quotation marks mm -hmm. when I say accept it. So I started to be okay with that. I started to think, okay, I can live with this. Mm -hmm. I can deal with this. Let's do this. That was 2020. The whole year of 2020 got better. I got used to the routine, taking my medication, going to the doctor, seeing my specialist. Yeah. And then come end of the year 2021, I was diagnosed with cancer. Can you believe that? Wow. And it was diagnosed by accident. Wow. Because of my autoimmune disease, there are certain medications that I can't take. 
I thought I was having problems with my sinus. I've always had sinus issues and I just couldn't take a regular sinus medicine. So I decided I'm going to go to a specialized doctor, the ENT, so that he could check me and he could tell me what kind of medication I will need, not the one that I can't take. And that's when he found out I have cancer. Wow. Got that taken care of, had to go to treatment, February, March of 2022. Luckily, this cancer I was diagnosed with is a very treatable cancer, not fatal. But it has a very high survival, survival rate. Mm-hmm. Now, fine, did the treatment. At the same time, going to my regular specialist, hated it, hated myself, hated my body for failing me. And they were very clear when they would talk to me, my doctors, to let me know it's nothing I did. It's just the way my body is. What was going through your head? That I'm defective. I mean, I love signing up and finishing a marathon. I'm not fast, but I love the fact that I can commit to a discipline in training Mm -hmm. and then crossing that finish line. I feel accomplished every time I would do that. It's an accomplishment, and I feel proud of myself. The fact that there were things going on with my body that I couldn't fix. It's not something you can train for. It's not something that you can fix on your own or do something about just by eating right or just by doing the right things. Right. It's just I feel helpless. I felt helpless. Yeah. And I felt very defective. But you have to go through it. You don't have a choice. You're living. I was just going through the motion. If someone were to come to me and told me about this, I'd have kind words and nice words and very supporting words for them. But it's different when it came to dealing with myself. I didn't treat myself with the same love that I would have done for someone else. What were the conversations like in your head with yourself? That I'm a failure. I'm never going to be able to have any more accomplishments. I'm just going to be a failure because I can't do, I can't do my marathon. That's how I judged myself. My accomplishments were only based on me crossing a finish line. I never even considered that I had a good job, that I'm very good at what I do. I didn't even consider that I am a good friend. Mm, I'm a good daughter. None of that mattered. I didn't even see that. I couldn't even see that. That was a heavy thing. That was what I was going through. But you wake up, you do your thing, whatever I needed to do, you go to bed. You wake up the next day, you do the same thing. I had to go through the treatment, finally finished my treatment, had to go to scans for the cancer. And finally, after the second or third appointment, after my last treatment, my doctor, I finally said, you know what, Karen, you're fine. I love what I see in your blood tests and your scans. I don't need to see you every three months now. Next time I'll see you will be in six months. You're fine. You're going to be fine. You're on the way there. Wow. That must have been a relief. I felt so light. I had that big smile on my face, but I still had to worry about the autoimmune disease. That's fine. But one less thing to worry about. Two days after that appointment, as I was getting ready to start my work day, after I took a shower, as I was fixing my hair, looking at the mirror, all of a mm-hmm. sudden my knees buckled. Ooh. I just felt really weak. All of a sudden I felt drained. Wow. My body just felt very soft and drained. Wow. And I just started crying. Wow. 
and I couldn't stop crying. First, it was kind of a sob escaped. And then once that first sob escaped, yeah. then the next sobs started coming on until it became those sobs where it's just that loud, ugly cry. I just started crying, ugly cry where I couldn't stop myself and I didn't know why. I'm glad that you finally shared with me details of your journey. I almost feel guilty that I wasn't there for you from the beginning. But at the same time, I'm glad that we were in constant communication in the last three years. After dealing with your physical health issues, I'd like to know more about how did you come to terms with, I now have to deal with what's going on with my headspace. Okay, yes, that is another layer to be peeled. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about that next layer. Am I Okay is intended for mature audiences as it discusses topics that can be emotional and upsetting. Stories, experiences, recollections, opinions or insights shared by us are our own and does not reflect or represent the views and opinions of medical practitioners or other experts in mental health. The podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional expertise or treatments. If you're struggling with mental health, we encourage you to seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider. Please do not disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something you have heard from this podcast. If you or someone you care for is in need of immediate assistance, please find treatment locators and helplines in your country of residence, such as 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline in the United States and Lifeline or Beyond Blue in Australia. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach us through our socials and follow us. You'll find our handle in the episode description. Or if there's anything you'd like us to talk more about, you can email us through email at gmail.com. If you have friends or family who you think would be interested in what we share, please tell them about us. They can find our podcast in any directory they get their podcast from. And please go on and rate us. It will let people know about us and find us. Once again, thanks for listening. Cheers. Thank you.